Hey, Advisorist Nation, you're listening to the Advisorist Podcast, the most loved podcast for insurance and financial advisors worldwide that want to grow faster, increase commissions, and build a lifestyle you love. London to New York, Montreal to Munich, Austin to Australia. Shut down distractions, get focused, grab your notepad. It's time for Advisorist. Let's do this. Hi, it's Jeremiah Demray, founder of Advisorist, and today's podcast is being hosted by my good friend, Frank Maselli. Frank is arguably one of the top trainers in the entire insurance and financial services industry, a sought-after keynote speaker who specializes in teaching insurance and financial advisors the advanced strategies to more powerful sales presentations and more dynamic in-person seminars. Frank is the author of several best-selling books and is a highly sought-after consultant and keynote speaker. Here he is, Frank Maselli. I'm Frank Maselli. And you're listening to Advisor Academy. Carl Wolf has had and is still having an incredible financial career. He's currently an advisor, a retirement specialist, and a registered financial fiduciary in Bonita Springs, Florida, right next door to Naples on the gorgeous West Coast. Carl is the founder of Atlantic Asset Management and has been doing seminars and workshops in some form for over 35 years. His firm today does over 50 workshops per year, and he's one of the most successful, enjoyable, and naturally talented speakers in the industry. I first met Carl back in 2006 at a program called Seminar Success University in Tampa, and most recently, he was the person who first turned me on to White Glove Workshops, which is why I've asked him to be the first interview on this podcast. Carl's connection to White Glove goes back almost to their beginning, and since then, he's been generating an appointment ratio of over 70% from social security seminars in Naples, one of the wealthiest communities in the nation. Carl's story is about determination, persistence, hard work, and tremendous joy. His success comes from giving his audiences and clients overwhelming value, wisdom, and insight. You can learn more about Carl in the show notes, but I really think you're going to enjoy listening to his story and applying some of his ideas. And with that, please join me in welcoming Carl Wolf. Well, good morning, everybody. We're very blessed on our first podcast to have a uh, special guest, somebody that I've wanted to talk to for a long time. I mean, obviously, Carl and I talk, we go way back, but I wanted him on the first podcast for this group because Carl was the one who turned me on to White Glove. It's been a fantastic journey, and, and Carl's one of the great industry experts on seminars and workshops. I think I can give you that title. Would you agree with that, Carl? I mean, you probably, well, if you're really, really, really long in the tooth and you've been in the business for 35 years, then you should know about something to have survived this long. I mean, you've probably done more seminars than the vast majority of advisors, but any hundred advisors put together. I mean, how many seminars would you say you've done in your career, just roughly? Oh, my God. Uh, you know, right now we're doing 50 a year, and 
back in, in the days when I met you at uh, Seminar University with Response Mail mm-hmm. in Tampa, Florida. I was the general manager of AmeriLife and Health Services, and I had about 20 agents working for me, and we were doing seven seminars a week in the agency, wow. every week. So. It was a lot of fun. Let's start at the beginning. Let's get a little bit of history on you. I'm going to post your bio in the show notes, and I think it'd be great for people to get to know you a little bit. But take us back. So you started the same year I did in the business, 1983. And and you're up in Canada, right? I was up in Canada. I was looking to get into the United States to work, and it was very difficult back in the 70s and 80s. You, uh, To give you an example, when I applied to the U.S. government to let me in, uh, there were quotas, and unless you had direct family down here, you were not able to get in that way, but they wanted $150,000 for you to invest in a business to even be considered to come into the country. Wow. Needless to say, when you look at the kind of money that people were making in the 60s and 70s, I mean, 10000 a year was big money, and I certainly didn't have $150,000, so I was very fortunate to have one of the people that I had worked with in a different industry recommend my name to a company called Colonial Life and Accident out of Columbia, South Carolina, who were leaders in the worksite marketing arena. And the three principals were told by this individual that had been hired by them, go find Carl Wolf and he'll help you build Canada because they were moving to expand into the Canadian market. And to make a long story short, they hired me and I went to work for them. Uh, boy, they were salespeople and, <laughs> you know, they dangled the keys to a brand new Cadillac if you're half as good as you were. And, you know, I'm a competitor, so I don't play for a second. <laughs> and, you know, I ended up being the number one agent and the country. And based on that, meeting my goals, they offered me the position of director of field development for the whole country. And, you know, I was 31, 32 years old, but I got into the U.S. They were very well connected in the industry. They were politically connected. And I was able to get in and uh, got my permits. And then, of course, I came down, went to work and uh, traveled the country for basically 10 years in 1983. And it was a great journey. It gave me an opportunity to, to see America, a couple of the places I went to, including the Carolinas, I didn't understand them because they talked about y'all, <laughs> yonder, different language. But it brought me into the U.S. And then as I came in, once I came off the road, then I had an opportunity to kind of pick and choose on where I wanted to work. And I went from Baltimore, which was my first place where I ended up getting married to Tana, and then Atlanta in the late 80s. And from there to Florida. And I first started working in Florida in 1988. Mm. The advantage of doing that, of course, was that I saw that Florida was different. It was always, especially for those that lived in the snow country, to someday I want to play golf in Florida. Someday I don't want to see any more snow, eat snow cones, trouble snow, (laughs) get rid of snow altogether. And then in 92, 93, I became state manager in Florida and basically did say up the enrollment conditions for the employee benefits for all the state employees in Florida. Wow. It was a great deal. And then in uh, 1996, I had an opportunity to go to Atlantic City by invitation to do the enrollment of TCS services, which was Trump Casino. And that was the biggest project I was ever put in front of. And they said, we want you to coordinate the enrollment of 25,000 employees. Wow. And so for six months, Tan and I lived on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. And uh, 
What an education. It taught me to work precisely to the clock because we had to see everybody on the Section 125 enrollment, and we had 20 minutes to see every employee. And they were on you know, shifts. The they, they were yeah, shift. they, yeah, I mean, the pit bosses were standing there with their stopwatches, and if you went over 20 minutes, we got kicked out of the case. So that was really, really, really great. And then from there on, Tan and I went looking to Florida. And in 1997, I started working in Florida. And I did an interview with an agency called AmeriLife and Health Services, and they invited me in. They were interviewing me in the Monday meetings. They had 20 agents, and uh, they had a routine, and they handed out paychecks. And one of the things that happened is, is they were handing out paychecks that were like $7,000. <laughs> and I'm going, my God, these guys must be drug dealers. Because where do you make that kind of commission? But they were selling annuities, and I didn't even know how to spell annuity, let them know what it was. But AmeriLife and Health Services, a very successful agency, had 32 offices throughout Florida, the Carolinas, and Georgia. And they sold Medicare supplements, long-term care, life insurance, and started to get into the annuities. And that was really my first foray. Within two years, I became the general manager of the agency in Central Florida, Spring Hill, and that's when I started doing seminars. Now, when I first started with them, because I was brand new and I wasn't a top agent, I had never done seminars, I had an opportunity to watch a couple of those top agents that were given the right to do the seminars. And after about three months, they said, all right, you're on. So here I am. And I mean, I'm nervous. I'm studying. And, you know, I remember the old three by five cards, right? That's right. So, you know, I, I took my notes. I, I had them in order and finally go to the seminar. And I mean, I'm shaking like a leaf. It takes me back to 19, when I was 16 years old, going for my driver's license. And back then there was no automatics. And you had a standard and you had to shift gears and my foot was shaking so bad that I grinded the gears. Needless to say, I failed. So, But when I did my first seminar, I went out there. I was nervous as hell and because I was reading from the cue cards and then I dropped the card. And then when I went to pick up the cards, I dropped another 10 or 15 cards and now I was out of rotation and out of sequence. So I took the cards and I threw them up in the air and I said... I've been doing workshops for years, uh, talk from the heart, so let me tell you the way it really is. And when the cards no longer were there, I talked about what I wanted to talk about, and it brought me back to one of the things that you taught me, is people don't know what you don't know. That's right. And so that was my first workshop, and that worked out really, really well. In 2003, I had the opportunity with AmeriLife to take the wife check into the Ritz-Carlton in Naples, and we want you to consider taking, off the opera- taking over the operation in those Bonita Springs. And what's not to like about Naples? Everybody is a millionaire. There's more money down here than God, but you have to make sure that you know what you're doing. Yeah. One of the tough things about the market in Naples is they have 3,500 financial advisors. No kidding. So, that's uh, I mean, you know, it's a huge market. And, yeah. uh, you know, everybody that walks through my door has a broker, you know, with Fidelity, Wells Fargo, A.G. Edwards, M., you, you name it. Sure. I mean, there's 3,500. So what we had to do was a little different. And so in 2006, I opened up my own shop and like you did going into business. And it was then that I started more getting into retirement planning, estate planning. And my only method of getting in front of people was seminars and uh, through response mail. These guys are great and 
then I got the invite. Come to Tampa yep. for the three-day seminar, Success University, run by the great, infamous Frank Masali. And, I mean, I remember it like that life, but it really did change my life. It really taught me how to do seminars properly. Doing seminars, I learned it was not selling a product, but first of all, selling yourself, talking about a concept right. and then helping people and then how to deal with people that could cause you to deviate from what you're trying to do. And one of the things that I learned from you that I used immediately after the seminar is how to handle people that are unruly, the drunks. Let me tell you about seminars here in Naples. First of them, it's all feeding. And I used to complain in Vero Beach about having to pay $18 a meal, <laughs> including tip and gratuity, overlooking the ocean on the east coast of Florida. And then here in Naples, it's 150 bucks a head. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, $125 plus tip plus gratuity. And, boy, you couldn't make a mistake. But what happens in Naples with all the old people at 4 o'clock, they have happy hour. So if you did a seminar at Chris Ruth Chris Steakhouse, Fleming Steakhouse, the Capitol Grill, and these people go early at four, they get half price drinks, and then they walk into your seminar. And of course, what you end up doing is, you, you remember the invitations they sent out sure. a response mail, sure. wedding invitations, a buck ahead, and they put in the invitation to tickets to invite two couples. So all I could think of is, okay, we get the husband and wife and they bring two friends. That's six people times 150, 900 bucks a table. Wow. Now, when they come in out of the happy hour, they're half in the bag. So, <laughs> so here they come staggering into the seminar and not only are they drunk, but they're unruly. They're not listening. And I remember one guy was just going to overtalk me and was very, very interruptive. And then I remembered a great Masali yeah. saying, you make them your friends. So I had asked him very nicely, you know, I'd, I'd appreciate if, if he let me do the workshop. And the more I talked, the more he was confronting me. And so I eventually went over there and told him, listen, I really, everybody's listening to you, not me. So I'm going to give you the mic. Yeah. And I said, stand up for a second, gave him the mic. I sat down in his chair and I said, go ahead, you're on. Yeah. <laughs> and he stood there and then I said, look. I need your help. You know, obviously, you know this stuff, and I want to use you as part of the workshop. And then I made him my friend, and everything went really well from there. That's so, brilliant. That is very good. But a yeah. couple of uh, really great things that happened to me when I was in Spring Hill with Amerilife. Boston Cooker was the name of the restaurant, and they built me a room behind a restaurant that would sit 35, 40 people. I was there doing a seminar on 9-11, ah. 2001. And about nine o'clock, the general manager came in and put on the TV. And of course, there was a picture of airplanes running into the Twin Towers. And wow. I mean, what the hell do you do when that happens? And I thought it was like the war of the worlds. I thought somebody was putting on a joke. And of course, there it was. It was a reality. So let me tell you, it shows you what can happen immediately. Wow. Another situation that happened at the Boston Cookers, I'm doing a presentation and I'm in a horseshoe and I had the dining table surrounding me. So I had an opportunity to kind of walk around in the center of the room doing a seminar. All of a sudden, the guy's wobbling, falls over and ends up landing on the floor, has a heart attack. Oh and now he's lying there. And of course, 
got to stop. Call 911. They come in with EMS. They put the guy on a stretcher, and they wheel him out. And then somebody in the seminar room <laughs> says, I hope he's got insurance. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't me, but uh, it's been a great ride. It has been. It's really extraordinary. You Now, let's back up. So we met at Army. Army obviously used to be the gods of the direct mail marketing. Many advisors have had the experience that they started with direct mail. They started with the dinners, the plate liquors, the whole nine yards. But I remember starting with that as well. And the response rate was 3%, you know, and then it dropped to 2% and then it dropped to 1%. And did you feel that decline? I mean, you know, because direct mail kind of faded there for a long oh, time. And it's of course. And uh, let me tell you something. I learned very quickly that I do one of these feed seminars and people would come up and say, Carl, you are the finest presenter and speaker and that I've ever, ever heard. And this is really going to change my life. And I'm going, wow, I'm going to book a ton of appointments. And then I realized very quickly that, you know, out of 40 people in the room, you would end up with maybe three or four appointments. Oh and you'd have all these people coming up to you saying how great you were. And then I realized that these people all went to the same university. Yeah. And so the seminar success university, they went to Plate Liquor University <laughs> because, because they all said the same thing. You're the best. You're the greatest. You're going to change my life. But they never came. I tell people the only evaluation that matters is did they set an appointment? Exactly. Because they'll tell uh, you great things. You know, people will always be gracious. And most of the time, they'd be very gracious. But you and I both learned that the hard way. So so you used to feed them. And Ruth's Chris is the standard model, I guess. That's a lot of fun. Absolutely. So now let's back up. I'm going to get technical with you because your skills, you know, you really are at a high level. And a lot of the advisors that are listening to this, you know, are either brand new to workshops or maybe struggling with workshops, okay? So there's, you know, and, I, and these are the folks that I coach and I try to help them with, with White Glove. But so when you feed them, walk me through that. You start the evening, you do the entire presentation and then feed them? I don't feed them anymore, Frank. Okay, I really oh no. don't. And I'll tell you why. I found that when people come to my workshop, now living in Naples, as I mentioned, it's 150 bucks a head. Right. I live in a country club and I get the invitations like I used to send out. And I get invited to Ruth Chris to Fleming Steakhouse to listen to a social security workshop. So, you know, obviously these are the brokers. These are the Wells Fargo and Fidelities that are paying for the brokers to do the seminars. And so when I do my seminars, I know they're coming for one reason and one reason only. They're coming to learn. Right. You switch to the educational model that, that White Glove talks about. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so when people come into the room, I, in fact, I get cocky about it. I say, if you're here, if you're here to get a free steak dinner in the seminar, you're at the wrong workshop. You're here for one reason. You're here to learn about things that will definitely make a difference as you prepare for your retirement. We're going to teach you how to prevent the mistakes that I've seen over 35 years. And so people pay attention. People don't expect to get fed. I mean, I don't even bring water. And I mean, people come and I mean, I've been doing it with white gloves now for three and a half years and it has worked out phenomenally. Yeah, people uh, love the educational, the, they, the educational they, they, they model. They really do. Yeah. yeah they, and it's a nonprofit. Right. That's right. And they don't feel that sales pressure, you know, they don't because with the dinners and the lunches, they expect the advisor is going to try to sell them something. They're guarded, they're jaded. You know, and, and then they escape as fast as they can, you know, but with the educational stuff, they know you're there to help them. So uh, at least that's my perception anyway. I think, I think you share that. Well, it, it really is a wonderful thing. And, you know, even on the way back to the office this morning, I had a first appointment uh, offsite and came into the office. I have your tape. 
uh, your little disc in my car that I listen to. And anybody wanting to do seminars, you get a hold of that disc. I've had it for God knows how many years. And But it's the same message each and every time. You go up there, the sale is the appointment. You're not selling product. You're not selling concept. You're selling the appointment. And But it's an opportunity for you to get in front of the room under the proper conditions and basically put on a dog and pony show. Yeah. And that's where I would definitely recommend what you offer, especially through the people with White Glove, is do an audio, do a video, send it to Frank Maselli, and he will definitely critique it for you, good or bad, but it will change your life. Oh, we you will be better yeah. uh, by doing the next workshop. Yeah, we get them. I mean, they're, they're coming in like crazy right now, but it's a lot of fun. I tell you, I see, I see a lot of common mistakes on the videos. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you do as well with the advisors that you've trained. You know, they start out very, very focused on the content. Mm-hmm. And then they begin to realize that the content isn't doing the job. Okay. It's not. It's really, it's, I mean, what, what is it? It's, it's about you, wouldn't you say? Exactly. It really is about you. And one of the things that I do, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm never going to be Frank Masali, but I go up there and I make people laugh. I get in front of their, you know, right in front of them. I interact with the audience. When I set up a room and I have the opportunity to do that, I have tables with chairs if possible so they can take notes. And then I have a row in the middle so that I can walk up and down the row. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got my Bluetooth so I can move the slides and the presentation. But being able to interact and using the people and having them respond to question, I end up making friends with these people. And uh, that's very, very, very important. They're relaxed. I'm not telling them, you're not going to buy anything. I'm not here to sell you anything. We're going to educate you on things that are going to be very, very, very important as you prepare for your retirement. The most important thing is for you not to make the mistakes that I've seen over the years that people have made. Where yeah. at age 85, they end up running out of money, mm-hmm. living their retirement. So there are some loose solutions out there that I want to teach you so that you don't make the mistakes. From Steve Delello, who you know, who's out of Boston, one of the things that he does in his workshop, it's a two-part seminar. The first part is a general overview on taxes and retirement, retirement income planning, Social Security. And the second part, the most important part of this seminar, is the follow-up session, the opportunity for you to come on in and talk specifically about your unique situation, your retirement situation, your financial situation, address the unique concerns that you have listed on the seminar sheet that they turn in and then I prepare the appointment from them. And it's pretty amazing that people do come in. You have to give them something of value for them to come to that follow-up session. Now, one of the things that we end up doing in the Social Security Workshop, which here in Naples draws very well. We did two seminars yesterday here in Naples. This is the end of the year. People are already starting to pack to head back north, the snowbirds, the migratory journey back up to Michigan, Wisconsin, the northeast. And so these are the last two seminars for a month while the people are traveling back. So what we talked about yesterday, of course, is for the people to come on in grab the information, do the follow-up session. We'll give you materials to think about so that when you come back in the fall, there's an opportunity then to do something, which is the second part of your setting appointment presentation is, you know, number one, you know, you're going to like what we do. You're going to love it. We're going to end up getting ready to do some business. Number two is the timing might not be right. right. Let us give you some materials. 
talk specifically about your needs, and then we'll give you some materials to take back with you in the hope when you come back in the fall, we'll then move forward. That brings up a question. I don't mean to interrupt. Do you stay in touch with them over the summer months? Oh, absolutely. What do you do? Just um, emails or, or any hard? We, 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 yeah. Um, you know, I've hired a new kid by the name of Conrad Proust. You met him at the yeah. Post University. I mean, I call him Beethoven because he plays the keyboard, the computer keyboard, <laughs> like we play piano. I mean, he's doing things uh, on the computer I never even knew existed. And I mean, changing the, the PowerPoints, adding things to it. And he's brilliant. So what we then end up doing, he set up a drip email, everybody that comes to the workshops in the computer, and one of the things that you say on your disk is, if you've come to the seminar, I own you. You're never going to get rid of me. Right. So that's one of the things that Conrad is able to do now. We drip on him, and the hope is that eventually they will end up coming back, and so yeah, you know, doing podcasts, the real wealth, these are things that they're continually in front of us. If they don't like us, they can disengage or unsubscribe. So right. that's working out better and better and better. So moving into the 22nd century, if you will, with social media, with Facebook and LinkedIn and all those things. Listen, I'm an old guy. <laughs> these are things that I didn't grow up with. My grandkids know more than I do <laughs> about the computer. And so to have a youngster, Conrad's 30, he's got a master's degree in financial planning. I didn't even know they gave master's degree in financial planning. They do now, but, you know, this is the new gender. This is the new people coming in. And so he's been a great addition to the organization. He's only been here four weeks, and, I mean, he's really changed the landscape of what we do and, and the direction that we're going in. So oh, um, that really, really helps. Excluding the, the seasonal people, okay, when you're in season down in Florida and you're doing workshops, what would you estimate your appointment ratio to be? My appointment ratios are good all year round. The only thing that we do differently now is being able to read and understand your demographic. The people that stay in Naples, obviously, they've already made the decision to live here year round. They also have money. They need money to live down here. But some of these people are still working. So we have more people now doing Social Security because if they're working, they're more in their late 50s, early 60s. So the Social Security workshop... I mean, yesterday, God, we had 55 people in the room. Wow. And That's out awesome. of the 55 people, we had 38 buying units. Out of the 38 buying units, we had 32 people turn in their seminar sheets wanting a follow-up consultation. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That is off the charts. That's fantastic. So one of the things that we do is you're familiar with the family estate organizer that Clarity yep. Prosperity has developed with Jason Smith. And I bring the family estate organizer, the survivor checklist. I bring that and hold it up in the front of the room. I also have a social security maximization analysis report which gives you the four best options of taking Social Security based on what your retirement needs are, taking into account Social Security, required minimum distribution from IRAs and 401ks plus income if you're still working in some capacity, and to be able to give that to people, which is important. 
to chart a retirement direction to be able to, you come in, we'll give that to you for free, as well as a family estate organizer. And then one of the insurance companies that we work with has a social security book, which is beautiful, hardcover book that's got 21 pages, everything you want to know about Medicare and social security. So if you come in, you get three free things that are really going to help you change your retirement. Wow. So. They come in. Now, wow. once they come into the office, I have an opportunity to take a swing at the pitch. Right. <laughs> then, then it's up to you. Right. And that's all you really want is you want the opportunity to sell them on the most important part of the workshop, which is the follow-up appointment. Right. Now, when they come in right. and they bring their Social Security earnings statements, which I tell them they need to bring in if they want to report, and they check that off on the seminar sheet. Uh, when they come in, here's my earnings, my wife's earnings, and we'd like one of these reports. Well, of course, we'll have to set up a follow-up consultation next week because, God, you know, we had like 70 people in the room, and we got a bunch right. of these reports, so come in next week, and I'll have the report for you. Right. But in order to give the report, let's find out what do you have in 401ks and IRAs, do you have a pension? So you see where we're going. Yeah, now I'm finding it. out everything about them. Everything. And then when they come in next week, if they come back for a second appointment, there's a 75% chance we're going to be doing business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're gaining commitment and they're investing in the process. Yeah. But you're giving away a lot of great stuff though, Carl. That's really, that's nice. Let me ask you this. So somebody comes in to see you, first appointment, you've given them the stuff. They go, okay, Carl, it's great. We want to think about it. That's a classic, you know, that's usually a classic put off. We like to think about it. Do you have a response for that? Do you have a standard response or you just wing it on as you feel appropriate at the moment? Well, one of the things that I've learned uh, many, many years ago, you know, from the good old Lee Dubois days, I don't know if you know who he oh, was, yeah. but when I was with Colonial Life and Accident, I was the director of training, and their training system was Lee Dubois. And uh, he was the guy out of the 50s. But one of the things that, that we used to teach was people don't want to think. People like to feel. So I know that you are a proponent of emotions. Right. And so, you know, when people want to think about it, I never say, well, what do you think? Do you like it? Do you think, you know, how do you feel? In your opinion, do you feel that this product might enhance your retirement plans? Mm -hmm. So all you want to be able to do when people want to think about it is, fine, is, you know, in your opinion, what are your concerns? And I very seldom get thrown off track. If people don't have enough information, then you get back on the sales track and give them a little bit more information. Once you see the sparkling eyes and, and they unlock their arms and they lean forward and they ask, you know, how much is it going to be and am I going to be able to afford this? It's a done deal. Right. So, but. That's what you learn in training. If you give people exactly what they're looking for, and, and the fact finder that we do with Clarity to Prosperity, we find out what's important to people. And then once I've got it listed down, then my question is, well, Frank, if we can get you exactly what you're looking for, and I list what we've written down, uh, is there anything else that you need in order to put together secure retirement? And then we can add a couple of things. But if I can give you the things that you've listed here, uh, give you the safety, give you an income that you cannot live, not only for you, but also for your spouse, and then also leave a legacy to your family. And if we can do that with an organization or a company that's got the A ratings that you need, then in your opinion, do you feel that we're going to move forward. Feel. Yeah, like you take it out of the realm of thought I, I, and bring I feel. it in. Yeah, get it into feeling. Exactly. Yeah. 
and you know, I paint pictures. You know, it's ten years from now, Frank, and you know, here you are with your wife, and the kids are married, and you've got grandkids, and you're putting together a retirement plan that is not only going to provide for you the things that you need in retirement. You're never, never going to run out of money. And, you know, here you are, the grandkids come and the kids come and you show the kids that you have a retirement plan that's not going to involve them for long-term care needs. And then when all is said and done, you and the grandkids and the kids are going to end up having a legacy when you're no longer there. Isn't that what you really, really want? Absolutely. And if they say yes, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to paint the pictures and use the emotions, and that's worked out very well for us. That's so awesome. a lot of people really don't think. I very seldom get I want to think about it okay. because of the way I do my presentation. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Do you notice a difference when you're talking to a couple? Do you explore the difference between husband's goals and wife's goals? Is that something that comes up frequently? I'm seeing that more and more. Women have... You know, they're going to outlive all of us, obviously. They're going to inherit all the money. And sometimes, you know, their needs and desires may not be aligned. Have you sensed that at all? Oh, absolutely. Men are kamikazes. I mean, give them a machete and send them out into the woods. They're going to chop down everything. They're at risk. They want to stay in the market where the wife is, uh, hey, I'm going to outlive you. And what are you going to do for me when you're no longer here? So one of the things that we try to do, of course, is... Again, when we're doing Social Security and when we're doing the retirement workshops, when I get into the audience, I pick a couple and I say, look, you know, how many people in the room have pensions? Mm -hmm. And, of course, a number of people put up their hands. There's still some out there. And I said, let's use you as an example. I'm not, I'm not going to ask you what your pension is, but let's say that you have a pension that is $50,000. Now, when you pass away, you've already told me that you are on an option where the joint survivorship is 50% to the spouse at death. So that if you have a $50,000 pension and that you end up passing away, your wife ends up getting half of that or 25000 What that means then, the other 25000 that was coming into the family is no longer there because you're gone. On top of that, when you pass away, your wife as a widow only gets to keep one of the Social Securities. Yours is 2500 a month, which is 30000 The wife, because she had a career but then raised three children and then ended up going back to work, only is going to get $1,500 a month or 18000 a year. Obviously, when you pass away, you end up then with – she ends up with the 30000 but then is no longer getting her own at 18000 She loses 25000 in the pension, which is $43,000 now not coming into the family at a time when she really needs it more. Because filing individual taxes at a higher tax rate, less deduction, and she's ending up getting $43,000 less, what is going to happen to the wife? Don't you want her? to be happy. And that's when you get into talking about life insurance and so forth. But the wives are not risk takers. They like the fixed indexed annuities. They want the guaranteed lifetime income that can't be outlived. Yeah. Whereas with the guys, they're in the market, but happy wife, happy life. Yep. You know? So <laughs> I get the buying signals you know, from the wives. And <laughs> uh, if, if the wives come to the, to the appointment, 
then I hone in on the wife. If the wife is shaking her head positively, then I know I'm going in the right direction. Now, you also want to keep him happy, so take a bit of the money and put it into a wealth management platform so that he can play with the funds or the stocks, whatever. But if I can put a holistic plan together that gives them a guaranteed lifetime income, that gives them an element of safety from the market losses, that provides for funds if and when long-term care happens, then all is good. That's a home run. Absolutely. You're full-spectrum planning. You do everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of folks out there who are just one thing. They're just annuities or they're just AUM. Any recommendations for them? I mean, would you suggest that they expand their reach at all or is that... Absolutely, Frank. I mean, I mean, you know, listen, I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I'm smart enough to realize that I don't have the money of a Merrill Lynch, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Edward Jones, A.G. Edwards, you know, on and on and on. What I have to be able to do is I have to do something different that the brokers don't do. You're in the broker's world. You work for Dean Witter, Morgan Stanley. Come on. I play golf with guys that make a million dollars a year doing nothing but managing funds. It's amazing. (laughs) But they don't talk about Social Security. Give me an example. One of the people talked to me at the Social Security workshop that ended about 7.30 last night. And, you know, they said, you know, we have a broker, and I'm not going to mention the the agency he's with, but he's with one of the – the numerous agencies. And my husband, you know, here we are, April 4th last night. And, uh, you know, I talk about making sure that you post your, so your required minimum distribution by, by one, April 1. Otherwise, you end up with a penalty. And the penalty is 50%. Why did my broker on a half a million dollar IRA at age 70 and a half, $18,250. Your penalty is 9125 bucks. Oh, my God. You're kidding me. You see? And, you know, brokers aren't certified Social Security instructors. One of the things that I would recommend that was available through White Glove is Mark Keimer, who owns the NSSA, which is the National Social Security Association. You know, for about four or five hundred dollars, you do his certification course and you become a certified social security instructor. Mm. When I get in front of the room and I tell the people that John and I here are the only two certified social security instructors through the NSSA in southwest Florida, people pay attention. Wow. I guarantee you, the Fidelity guys, Morgan Stanley guys, Merrill Lynch guys, They're not certified instructors because they don't even do Social Security. So having that designation is very, very important. One of the other hot spots today, first thing people ask when they come through the door, are you a fiduciary? Yeah, big time, big time. Big time, you know. So, and I got this from Steve DeLello. He says, Carl, go take the course, go take the test, and become a certified financial fiduciary. So... For $1,200, I become a CFF. I put it on my business cards, and, you know, we even have a banner in the office where it says Certified Financial Fiduciary. Most of the people don't even know what it means, <laughs> but they know enough from their friends that ask them or on the Internet when they search, find out if they're a fiduciary, and believe me, they ask it. So if you can respond positively to that, now we can get down to business. 
there's only one good answer to are you a fiduciary? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but you know, you have to keep the woman happy in the room. You really do. That's incredible. And so, yeah, they end up making the decision. If the woman says no, it's over. Then I don't care what the guy says. So That's right. They're going to listen to the wives. So back up a step. You do social security seminars in one of the wealthiest markets in the country. Okay. Now, to the average workshop advisor, they would say, well, that's the wrong place to do Social Security. People wouldn't be interested in Social Security in such a wealthy, you know, a wealthy environment. But they are. They're coming out like crazy for you. So one of my first Social Security workshops with White Glove Workshops, and I'll never forget the date, November 16th. Uh, 2015 at the Naples Library, I get a phone call on Friday the 13th, and it's White Glove, and you had requested doing some workshops with us, but we already had an agent in the Naples area, and, you know, the territory is covered by him, but we'll put you on a waiting list, and sure enough, on Friday the 13th, they get a phone call, and it's White Glove. We have 75 people coming to the Naples Library on Monday the 16th, and the wow. first thing I'm saying is Friday the 13th. This is a joke. And sure enough, I said to them, well, do you have a PowerPoint? And yes, we do. And send it to me while we're talking on the phone. I pulled it, opened up the file, looked at the thing, and I said, sign me up. When does it start? Six o'clock. I said, I'll be there. So when I show up at the seminar, there's like 75 people in the Naples main library. Wow. And it was pretty, pretty amazing. One of the appointments out of that library, we booked, I don't know, about 60% of the people to come in for the follow-up session. And one of the guys that came in, he sat down and, uh, you know, we do the fact finder. It turns out the guy wanted to know, what should I do? And he was like 61 years old, going to be 62 soon. And what opinion do you feel? What should I do? 62, 66, 70. The guy was worth $8 million. <laughs> I'm going, you're worth $8 million. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> he, he was wondering when he should start taking Social Security. <laughs> you think about it. You oh think about it. The people that are successful, those that have six, eight, ten million or more, even two or three million, they were very successful business owners, number one, or executives of major corporations, they didn't get to where they were in their working life by making mistakes and by being idiots. Even people that are worth six, seven, eight million dollars don't want to give away money frivolously. Yeah, it's true. They want to keep every dime they can. One of the things that I find out with Social Security, you know the numbers, 10,000 people every day, every day. turning 65. And the demographic on the Social Security workshops are 58 to 66. So I get people in their middle 50s. I get people that are 60, 61, 62, 63. So it gives me an opportunity then to make sure that they don't end up making the mistake. The rules have changed with Social Security now. The Bipartisan Act of 2015 one of the changes was you have 11 months and 29 days to think about if you made the right decision on taking Social Security. Mm. If you go 12 months and one day, you're stuck with your election. 72% of the people take Social Security early before mm. their full retirement age. Why? Because they can. So you're able to educate them on something that they know very, very little about. Yeah, that's it's amazing how little people know about Social Security and then also about Medicare. So what I'm finding on the Social Security workshops here is 
everybody is going to be eligible for Social Security. And their advisors aren't going to be able to talk to them about it intelligently. Their CPAs aren't. They do taxes. They're not Social Security experts, and neither are their attorneys. But if I'm a certified Social Security instructor, I'm going to give them more information than what they're going to get from Social Security. Because when they go over into the Social Security office after waiting four or five hours in a line, (laughs) the information that they're going to end up getting is not going to be the same information that I'm going to be able to educate them on. People that work in Social Security will be able to answer the question, yes or no. Can I do this or can I do that? They're not going to give you financial advice as to the very best options based on what your other sources of income are as you move into retirement. So, And you tell that story when you're doing the workshop. I've done the taxes and retirement workshop. The retirement income workshop is a great workshop. Mm -hmm. We did that yesterday morning, retirement income planning, and then Social Security in the evening. Social Security is all about education. You don't talk about any products. Whereas the retirement income planning workshop, you talk about life insurance, you talk about long-term care, you talk about fixed annuities, fixed index, variable annuities, mutual funds, ETFs, and so forth. So you have an opportunity to talk about product. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I'm finding when people come through my door And if they're in their early to middle 60s, they've all got hit in 2008. Some of the old ones got burned in 2000. And they're realizing now, especially after what happened at the end of 2018, where the market went down 25, 30%. I mean, my God, they ended up with sleepless nights because some of them ended up losing 30, 40, 50, $60,000, 60% of their portfolio, 30% of their portfolio. And they decided at this age, we haven't had the big one yet. If I end up losing 50% of my portfolio, what impact is it going to have on my retirement? So when they walk through the door, like you, in the seminars, the seminar university, I'm not looking to replace your advisor, but there's something missing that you're not getting from your broker. You want a little bit about safety. You want to talk about the long-term care. 70% of us are going to end up with long-term care needs before we end up passing away. How are you going to pay for it? So I get to do the things that the brokers don't talk about. That's right. That keeps me in business. And as long as people turn 65, I have job security. (laughs) Well, you will for a long time. So big picture. Okay, this is great. I mean, you you obviously could go on all day, and I love listening to you. It's just so fantastic to hear this wisdom. Talk to the newer advisors out there. Talk to the advisors who are just getting started with workshops, who maybe have had their first experience. Maybe it didn't go so well. And now remember, I'm seeing a skewed sample of the white glove universe. I'm probably seeing people who are, you know, they're not at at your level. They're not at the 70, 80% appointment ratio. What advice would you give a newer seminar workshop presenter? First thing I would recommend them to do is to read your book. No, well, don't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not because you're on the other end, friend. But for me, and I'm a great salesman, and I always have been. I don't I remember ever not selling in life. But when you're going into a special market of doing workshops, there's nobody better to give me a platform on what needs to be done and what not to do than what I see in your book and listen on your tapes. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I would recommend if it's available to them at no cost is to do an audio and the video of the workshop, send it to you to make it better, number two. 
then what I would do is I would certify myself in those areas that make you different than the competition. Mm -hmm. Become a certified instructor with the NSSA. I mean, God, it's what, $400? Yeah, no-brainer. You know, you, yeah, it's a no-brainer. You've got to study. You've got to take a test, proctored exam. It's a wonderful thing. And then also becoming a CFF. Fiduciary. Uh, number one. And then look at your area, look at your demographic, and then find out the most important thing for the demographic in the area that you're living in. The number one concern people have is outliving their money, outliving their income. So talk about some products that give you guaranteed lifetime income that you can outlive not only for you but for your spouse. Talk about long-term care. The cost of long-term care today for a 65-year-old getting $100,000 a year is $12,000, $14,000 a year with 20% rate increases every year. Mm. It's not the way to go anymore. Those companies, as you know, are going out of business. So being able to talk about life insurance, the hybrids that offer long-term care, life insurance with accelerated benefits, talking about long-term care issues and how to pay for it. Now, these people that are in their 60s that can't afford long-term care have an opportunity of getting funds available through these new products that give them something that they all want. Mm -hmm. One of the questions I asked my audience yesterday, and remember now we had 38 buying units, 50, 60 people out of the room. How many people in this room have a long-term care plan? Seven, eight people put up their hand. That's it. Mm -hmm. So, again, educate yourself on the things that your brokers aren't going to do. Tax elimination strategies using life insurance to take IRAs and 401ks from taxable to tax-free. These are things that the brokers don't talk about because the wirehouses don't want the brokers to do that. Just put the blinders on and these are the funds of the week. Yeah. You know the deal. Oh, yeah. But we talk about the whole thing. So if you want to develop a successful agency, talk about everything that's important. We're certified with CMS, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. We're able to talk about Medicare coach you on Medicare, coach you about the drug plan, the options. I don't want people to go across the hall to my competitor to do Medicare supplements because if I can give them Medicare supplements, I can talk about Social Security. I can give them safe money strategies. I talk about tax elimination strategies. I don't need to go anywhere else. And you know what happens eventually, Carl? We're going to move the money that we've got left with our broker and we're going to move it over to PCA and we're going to allow you to do our wealth management platform. And now we have it all. That's right. That's awesome. Well, listen, buddy, this has been fantastic. So glad you are our first guest on this program. So you really are shooting the lights out. And, and I have to say, I'm very, very pleased and, and honored that you turned me on to White Glove. And I'm not trying to do a White Glove commercial here. White Glove is just reinventing the, the entire game. Well, I'll tell you one thing is one of the things in this business, you never want to burn bridges. And when you're in the business with me like you, 35 years, 36 years now, you develop relationships with some very, very successful people, most of them being a heck of a lot smarter than me and make a lot more money than me. But we've maintained the relationships over the years that if any of us in our little group find some things that can enhance what someone else may do, we share ideas. And, you know, one of the things that I end up sharing 
with them is the platforms like seminars that do really, really, really well. And then I also, and then turn them on to you. You really did change my life in seminars because I was shooting blind in the early days. And then, you know, here's a guy that's, first of all, you're funny. You're a great speaker to listen to. And I really, really believe that if the people at White Glove Workshops had an opportunity to bring you on as a speaker, you really could change the world for those young guys going into the business like me 30 years ago <laughs> that really need some structured and discipline. It's been a great marriage. I mean, it really is. Yeah. It's White Glove. I don't see me going anywhere else. They keep coming up with more workshops. I've tried them all, but I know the ones that work for me in my area. Yep. And that's what I would recommend that the people coming in do is do them all. Try them. See which ones work for you. And then hone your workshops by using some of the skills that are available, you know, through you. So it's an honor to be selected (laughs) to be part of your first podcast. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, I I don't think any of them will be as good as this one, but this has been great. I really appreciate your time today. I mean, I didn't even have to say anything. I just turned the mic over to you and and just let you go. But that's just fantastic. Thank you, Carl. Thank you so much for everything you do. And for everything you're doing down there for the people in that marketplace, because at the end of the day, and I, and I know you agree with this, it's not about making more money, okay? It's about helping people. Well, and, and that's the most important thing. You know, I'm my age, and believe me, I'm <laughs> older than a lot of the people that come to my workshops. And people say to me, well, what happens when you're ready to retire? And I tell them, I said, I am retired. This is how I envision my retirement. I play golf three times a week. I play tennis twice a week, and I get to come to the office in three and a half days a week. One of the things that we always worry about as we get older, do I still have it? Can I still hit a home run? Am I still good enough to close a deal? Mm. Uh, Am I still good enough to make a difference in people's lives? And uh, one of the opportunities that I have, having been in the business at my age, and the people coming in are in my demographic, I have an opportunity of allowing you to learn from the things, the mistakes that other people made over the 35 years of my life. Mm. And so I've been where you are. I have lost millions in the market. I have made the mistakes, but I'm here to share with you some alternatives to prevent you from making the mistakes as you go forward into your retirement. So being old, uh, I go up there and let me tell you, last I did two seminars yesterday. It was a high. Yeah. I get out there and I have fun. It's like going up to the hands are waving and I'm in the audience like you. I make people laugh. They're interacting and when people clap and they come up to you and they say, Carl, this is great and we want to meet with you next week, guess what? I want to do this for as long as I'm alive. Yeah, it's so funny. The people laugh and they go, how could Mick Jagger, you know, how could the Rolling Stones still be playing at 75 years old? Well, you know what? This is a drug, man. Isn't it? It's the greatest high in the world. <laughs> I can't run as fast as these guys, but when I get in front of an audience, the audience is mine. Yeah. And the one thing that I've got to recommend if they're looking for a venue – and I know with White Glove, they help you do that. But, you know, in the library yesterday, there's room for 100 people, and they have an overhead projector. They have a room that kind of slams down to the front with a stage and overhead projector. All I do is plug in, and away I go. <laughs> and, and and then the one yesterday evening was in the Bonita Springs Fire Hall, which is the EMS training center, and they do their council meetings in there, 
there, and they have enough room for 100 people. Mm. And again, it's an overhead projector now. You don't even have to plug in. It's all wireless. <laughs> so it's all Bluetooth. Thank God I got John E. Conger and Conrad hooking me up wirelessly. But that's what you want to be able to do. You don't want things breaking down, even though I have a screen and a projector. Right. Don't need it anymore because the venues I rotate – I have four venues in this area that I rotate, South Naples, Naples, Bonita Springs, Estero, South Fort Myers, and then I just rotate Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, and Taxes and Retirement. That's it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Carl, thanks so much, buddy. Um, I look All forward right. to seeing you soon, man. All right. Have a great week. Thanks again. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, Advisors Nation, are you ready to take your insurance or financial services practice to the next level? And are you prepared to fill your calendar with high quality appointments and bring so many leads that you get to pick and choose with whom you're going to work with? If yes, then be sure to check out Advisorist, a premium members-only community of insurance and financial advisors who are striving to excellence. Inside this community, you'll learn the strategies and tactics that most successful service providers are using, and you'll be able to implement them and see results faster than you ever thought was possible. Get all of the details here at advisorist.com forward slash membership. That's advisorist.com forward slash membership advisorist.com forward slash membership. We'll see you inside. You could be larger than life, bigger than the world, living out the hopes and dreams of every boy and every girl. You could fly higher than the sky, shine brighter than the stars. You could have all you ever wanted. Shoot the moon and reach for Mars. You know you could.